Hello there. Welcome to the BBK Free Speech podcast. I'm Caroline Clage, head of the Child Brain Injury Team, and I'm delighted to have a, as our guest today Amanda Batten, who is CEO of a wonderful charity, Contact for Families of Disabled Children. This is a small and incredibly powerful charity. You might have seen Amanda on the news highlighting the difficulties that so many families are facing, more so now than ever. And we're going to have a a chat about that today. So thank you so much, Amanda, for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. It's good to see you. Mm. Um, Now, now is clearly a really difficult time for everybody. I know that your team was so busy during the pandemic trying to provide support to families of disabled children, but now the situation's really been compounded by both the energy and the cost of living crisis. Mm-hmm. Now, can you tell us a little more about the challenges you're seeing on the ground? Yeah, absolutely. So, as you say, the cost of uh, energy is, is really challenging for so many people, but for families with disabled children, because they tend to use more, need to use more electric and heating, the cost, the price rises in energy have, have really hit our families particularly hard. And sometimes the impact of going without and cutting back can have particularly severe consequences for for disabled children. So a lot of the families that we work with, and actually the families that, that you work with at, at BBK, use medical or other kind of essential disability equipment that, that runs off electric. So things like, I'm thinking of um, ventilators, adjustable beds, wheelchair chargers, hoists, so but just very basic equipment. But families that use that kind of equipment, they are telling us that on average, um, cost families about £1,600 a year extra in terms of the electric running costs to run that equipment. So you can that's just one example of how how the cost of living crisis has a particular effect on on disabled children and their families, and people don't necessarily just have that money available to to to, to, to keep to keep running that equipment. So we're contact we're really we're particularly worried about that. A lot of families are saying that they're cutting back or um, not using some of this kind of quite essential medical equipment, and that it's having a negative impact on their child's actual health condition or disability. So a lot of children, and also I guess a lot of children, if you are at home more, you're, you're, you're maybe stiller, so you get colder more. If you have respiratory conditions, you're that's going to be affected by cold and damp. So the, the challenges are just the implications of not having the heating um, that, that you, and electric that you need is, is particularly tough. And we're talk, uh, thinking of a family who actually did a Channel 4 news piece for us, a dad called um, Taryn and his daughter Guy, and she is on a ventilator. And uh, the kind of mould, because they've had to have the heating down, she's got a bit of mould in the bedroom, she developed a cold, and um, just a common cold put her in hospital for, for two weeks. She's a, she's a really, really little girl. And yeah, I think it just shows the kind of the kind of potential, the consequences for families so when um, you know things are so tight. So really the consequences for all families are difficult, but if you have mm. a child who has complex needs, even mm. more so through the examples you've given. And I know, for example, so many of our clients struggle to regulate their temperature. So in wintertime, yeah. the heating has to be on. And then in the summertime, they have to have quite expensive air conditioning. 
um, again, yeah. which will run off electricity. But they're so, so vulnerable. And, and I agree with you. I don't think people do think to put aside money for the kinds of increases that we're seeing because they just yeah. weren't anticipated. They've, they've, they've come out of the blue, really. Um, I mean, it, we hear so much uh, with the government saying su- they will support the vulnerable, help will be there for the vulnerable, yeah. but very little actually specifically on how disabled children and their families are going to, to be helped when you talk mm. about the very difficult situations you've heard of. Mm. What help is out there for these families? Well, I suppose on the on a more on a positive note, uh, you know, we were pleased that in the summer and in the autumn statement, um, there was some recognition of the additional costs that disabled households face. Um, often that is just completely overlooked. So we were glad that in principle there was some recognition of those challenges. But of course, in practice, the help is very minimal. You know, an extra disability it was a, an extra hundred and fifty pounds which if you have bills was within the region of £3,000 plus, so £150 doesn't go very far. I think there is, for families um, looking for, for support, I would just encourage them to go to um, the contact website, so it's just contact.org.uk, and we've got lots of advice on there, so that all the various teams that families can access. It's not enough. But anything that is available, we will signpost families to. And we'll also talk through their financial situation with them and kind of work work through it together. For families who are really have children who rely on medical equipment, we encourage them to get in touch with their energy supplier and make sure they're on the priority register, uh, which um, is, at least gives them some protection if there are blackouts or energy cuts. And it does mean their energy supplier is obliged to do everything they can to avoid them being cut off from electric. So obviously for some of those families, if particularly if you have children on medical equipment, that's absolutely uh, essential. But really, there isn't the, 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 we really need more targeted direct support for disabled households this winter, and that's not really forthcoming from the government at the moment. Everything announced in the autumn statement doesn't come in until the spring, so there's nothing additional for families now. So although things like there is that £150 payment, their um, benefits will be upgraded in line with inflation, which we were really, really worried when we thought that might be not going to happen because that would be disastrous for a lot of our families. But all of that doesn't happen until the spring. So our families that we work with, they need some extra targeted support now, really, from the government to help with those additional costs that they, that they face because of their child's disability. And as you say, really, you know, the additional things that are available don't just don't touch the sides. Um, no. And and I know, you know, the families that we see, you have families that their income is often reduced because parents are having to to meet the needs of a complex mm. child, so they they don't have the same time available mm. to them to work full time or or to take mm. up sort of overtime, or you know, so it's that's, so difficult. Yeah. That's right, because I think there's a you know, there's, a, there's a, a rock and a hard place, really, because I think particularly where there's always been a lot of challenges in accessing support for, for, for disabled children, but the pandemic has really has really exacerbated that. There's big delays in terms of getting assessments, diagnosis, mm. access to services, and that all means that it's very, very difficult for parents to work. So most parents we work with, I would say, 
have either cut back and work altogether or have gone part-time maybe or have limited their sort of career progression, I guess, mm. to try and balance that care, care for their child. And a lot of families, or well, relationship breakdown is more common amongst parents with disabled children. So there are more single-parent families as well, which makes that, that balance between work and care particularly tough. So all of those things come together where it's sort of harder to work to get more money, but it's also you have the higher costs as well. So that is that is difficult balance. Yeah. And I think the other element to add in is I think what we see particularly in our um and particularly where we do more direct family support in our, in across London, I think poor housing is particularly playing into this because where the energy costs are so high and your heating and electric use is reduced and the housing is already poor, that's where the mould and the damp and the not being able to move children around becomes a particular issue. And, mm-hmm. and we don't talk about housing probably enough because it's really, really difficult to solve those, to, 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 for families to solve, the, to, to, to solve the housing issues that there are in, in, in England. But it is definitely a factor in this, I think. Well, I know you've been shining a light on it. And actually, since you've done mm. that, there have been some horrendous stories that have come out in the media. And I'm just thinking, you know, your campaigning work is amazing. Mm. And is there more that, that people can do to support that? Absolutely. So we're running a, a campaign called Active Energy at the moment, which is directly about these kind of the increased costs and problems around uh, energy for, for families. Uh, so yeah, if anyone would like to pull all the information's on our website, and you can actually and you can email your MP about the campaign through our website too. And really, that's just calling for more targeted support for disabled households this winter. Yep. Um, and we're also, um, in terms of our campaigns work, also working a bit with um, energy companies. And I think they can do more too in terms of looking at social tariffs for families um, with, with disabled children. Um, and can probably do more to, well, can certainly do more to help reduce direct debit for families that are in particularly difficult situations. So um, it's not just about government, it's uh, you know, other, other, there's other agencies of the world to play too, but certainly we we would like to see more from the government to um, address some of the real, real hardship and difficult situations that families are in. Um, in this very, very cold weather at the moment. So what we'll do is make sure that the, the website address, contact.org.uk, goes in the show yeah. notes. So people can go there Great. and they can support the campaign, email yeah. their MPs. I think your yeah. advice about having a relationship with the energy supplier is such mm-hmm. a good one so that they know mm-hmm. that, that you've got difficulties. Even, even for people that maybe haven't got great deals of equipment but have a child with complex needs whose temperature has to be at a certain level and so the house needs to be yeah. or the home needs to be heated I think we need to flag yeah they should be flagging those things yeah um, they definitely should be on the priority register I think that is not perfect but it yes is, it's, it's something that you can do and yeah it's, it's, it's and then the other thing I would just like you to explain because I I know about the work that you do but not everybody does could you just tell us a bit more about your helplines because I think so many people would benefit from those but just aren't aware of them yeah thank so, you absolutely. so um uh the uh all our information is on our website and there's a tele- there's a phone number for that helpline if you if you need want to speak to somebody so we contact exists for all families with disabled children so we're about the kind of common challenges that disabled children and their families experience regardless of their condition. So finance, family finances is 
what we've just been talking about today. That that absolutely is too, it, it, it's common to um, common to um, a lot of families. So people can can uh, look on the website, use them as a tool. We have things like tools to help with benefits, with grants that you might be entitled to as a family. Um, you can contact the helpline if you want to speak to somebody. And if you want, if you want more. The benefit system is really complicated mm. and the sort of system of advice and support for families is complicated and working out whether it's worth you working your, you know, do you reduce your hours, what that does to your benefits, all of that's quite complex. So your families can book in like an hour consultation with us where we will go through all that individual financial situation and help work through what, what the best way forward is is for them. And of families who use that, who've used that service, and being able to increase their income, the average increase is around five thousand pounds per year wow. per family. That's so we amazing. really are able to help people maximise their income, yeah. just because they don't know what they're entitled to, they don't know about the grants available. So, so yeah, so it, it, it is really worth if a family's not sure about um, uh, what. Uh, it's definitely worth them getting in touch because we may well find that they're entitled to things that they don't know about. Well, I think, I, I mean, I attended one of your events recently and one of your lovely parents got up and spoke and explained how she didn't know she was entitled, well, her child was entitled to DLA and she was really struggling yeah. and it was one of your advisors that, that yeah. highlighted that and it made a huge difference. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's so frustrating, isn't it, when, because you can't, DLA in particular, you can't backdate. Yeah. And it's also what we call a gateway benefit. So once you get DLA, then it can help you access other other things and it's often used as a way of identifying families with disabled children so it's a really important one to get early and we do get a lot of inquiries and calls around DLA. A lot of families really struggle to fill in the form um, it's really really complex and um, so that can be a bit of a barrier so we're this next year we're going to pilot some kind of we're looking to um, how we can kind of support with that we're never going to meet demand but how we can help families more we really struggle with that form because it's a really important one to get. Okay. Well, look, thank you so much for your time. It's been really nice to talk to you. And thank you for the amazing work you and your team are doing. It's an inspiration, oh, well, well, really. Thank, thank, well, thank you. It's, it's, really, it's really lovely to speak to you. And, of course, we really value the work we do in partnership with you because a lot of the stuff we're talking about, advice for families, some of the advice that we we provide in partnership with you to families whose children are in hospital. So, you know, it's um, it's it's great to be able to to, to to work with you. And nice to talk to you today. It's a pleasure to support you.